0: One of our goals is you take away a nugget of wisdom that will help your business move from the industrial revolution to business 5.0. Our vision is that of collaboration in the aquaculture industry. I'm Lourdes Gant, your host. As a business owner of an aquaculture company, international consulting is one of the things that we needed to get a new perspective. That's what we're going to be talking about in this episode. Welcome to the Business of Aquaculture podcast. This episode, we are happy to have Danielle Rodriguez, who is an international aquaculture consultant. Welcome, Danielle.
1: Thank you very much, Lord. Thank you for having me.
0: It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. He has several years of professional experience defined by an extensive background in almost all aspects of controlled environmental farming of aquatic organisms, including facilities design and operations programs. During the past seven years in an intensive recirculating aquaculture system, Steelhead Salmon Facility in upstate New York, he directed a $3 million pilot for Pacific white shrimp production using (laughs) biofilm. and RAS Technologies Obtaining Promising Uh Results. Welcome again to the show, Danielle.
1: Thanks again. Hello.
0: So, yeah, I am just excited to have another Canadian on the show again. So um, welcome again to Canada. Danielle was sharing with me before I pressed recording for this um, show that he just came six months ago, so from the States. So maybe you can share a little bit of background what you were doing there and what brought you to Canada.
1: Yeah, I was working as a consultant down in uh, fish farm. they were producing salmon, uh, and that was uh, 10, 10 tons per, per month, the production. And we were able, during the whole seven years, uh, to produce them without using any vaccines, any chemicals, absolutely nothing. Just taking control of the water quality, having a very good uh, a protocol for uh, a feed management, uh, water quality management, and um, biosecurity especially so that's something that is possible now uh so people have not to think like uh, aquaculture is a water contaminant uh, activity but on the contrary is a way to produce very good quality feed free of any contaminants free of any antibiotics free of microplastic etc because uh, We discovered that if we treat the water, the incoming water, and also reuse the water by treating the wastewater, we are going to have excellent results.
0: Thank you for mentioning that. I know there's a lot of progress that happened in aquaculture and sometimes people are not aware that we progress as well as an industry so they still think sometimes of the negative taints and image what aquaculture used to be. So thank you for saying that. I also like to bring to the attention of our audience that Danielle used to work as an aquaculture research associate for the Department of Fisheries and Allied Aquacultures for Auburn University in the Marine Aquaculture Research Center. In Gulf Shores, Alabama. So maybe you can share a little bit of your experience, what you have been doing there.
1: Oh yeah, that was a very interesting research program. We were trying to produce a new um, a ocean um, or saltwater fish uh, and also the uh, crustaceans. So we have to start for producing the the feed for this little larvae that we're gonna have. And uh, I learned how to produce all these life feeds, all the technology, and especially to have a a strict biosecurity program. Because even when you enter the the laboratory, uh, you are uh, possibly entering some uh, contaminants. They are in the air, they are everywhere. So uh, it was possible for me to keep very uh, pure culture and going to a uh, uh, big production of these uh, big amounts, big uh, volumes of water, producing all these uh, copper pots, all these algae, all these materials that we needed. And then we start working in the induced reproduction. And uh, because I was working before with, uh, with some species from the Amazon River doing uh, fish reproduction, it was something that was relatively easy for me to do. So, we started producing the, the fish larvae for red snapper and initiated the program of repopulation of the bay down there, yeah, that was in Alabama, and uh, it was in Gulf Shores, Alabama. So, uh, we start on doing also some um, uh, installation inside the ocean, like uh, artificial reefs and everything, because, well, we... We were very fortunate. That they were very uh, good students interested in collaborating in this uh, aspect. So it was something so interesting. We also marked the fish, and we knew where they went. And because there are a huge uh, business down uh, in that bay for the for the uh, private uh, fish, all well, fishing fishing programs. Uh, so it was uh, very welcome for everybody down there so that was something very interesting all the time good communication with all the professors in our we had a very good uh, installation we have almost immediate communication with any professor we needed to and yeah that was great it was just my my working visa ended so i have to come to canada again and i work in several facilities here i have been in, in many marine sites i have been in the reproduction working in the reproduction uh, of the salmon and even with the black cod also and uh, yeah i have experience with many species not only uh, here but also uh, in the tropical countries
0: yeah you were, mentioning, I, you were mentioning in your bio here about um working on intensive production of white shrimp red snapper pompano which is one of my favorite and live feeds microalgae and zooplankton for marine larval rearing production programs and then when you moved to Canada you were working as a consultant for a large farming RAS operations producing rainbow trout atlantic salmon and black cod so with all of these varied experiences that you have maybe you can share with our audience what sustainable aquaculture practices do you recommend for promoting environmental conservation and minimizing negative impacts on marine
1: ecosystems? Well, uh, I believe that the, the use of the the more uh, adequate uh, equipment that be, that is possible to have, now there are like underwater cameras we're provided with sensors, which are gonna give us information in real time, even into our uh, intelligent cell phone. And we are able to manage any of these parameters that is gonna be transmitted. This system has even a alarm. If anything that goes close to the limits that we set up safe, so the alarm is gonna come off. So it allows us to not only to monitor, but also to control every one of those parameters. So the welfare of the fish or whatever we are growing is gonna be guaranteed. Because even during the nighttime, we are gonna have alarms and we are gonna be able very easily in our hands to control everything. So that's the main thing. If we have this kind of intelligent uh, uh, equipment working for us, we are gonna guarantee that everything is gonna go uh, without any trouble, without any losses, no diseases is gonna be presented, nothing. So it's gonna be like the idea we had when we start doing aquaculture, when everything was new, when we didn't have even uh, a special food for the fish, we got to use uh, the like chicken feed, for example, because it was not produced anywhere. But now, we are like uh, going into what we dreamed one at the beginning to have. <laughs> yes, so, yeah, I like your term,
0: intelligent <laughs> equipment.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it is is equipment is working for us.
0: Yeah. So, how do you address the challenges of disease prevention and control
1: in aquaculture systems? Well, the main uh, aspect is uh, prevention, precisely. So if you treat the water, the incoming water especially, you are avoiding all the contaminants that right now we have everywhere in the world. And if you reuse the water, in other words, if you uh, uh, treat also the wastewater, you are gonna have not only more products from your activity, but also the best quality water that you can ever dream of. So, Yeah, there are new technology, new uh, innovations that are very easily applied for this uh, kind of uh, uh, controls for diseases. So you're going to be sure that no are going to have any problem, like I demonstrated in in New York, working in this farm for seven years without any need to use any sort of chemical or vaccine or anything.
0: I really like that, which is what my next question you kind of alluded to some of this already so what is your favorite innovative technology or approaches that you can recommend to small to medium-sized farmers to improve the efficiency and productivity of aquaculture while maintaining high standards of animal
1: welfare well we can board the aquaculture uh, either in in intensive or or super intensive uh, programs and uh, what I recommend yeah is the control of all these eh uh, uh, biochemical parameters mm-hmm. and also biological so if you have the information in your hands you can work even with a uh, recirculation aquaculture system or, or uh, aquaponics or, or uh, even biofloc biofloc maybe is the most the most economical to do but still, you are going to need uh, to have uh, equipment to control uh, all your parameters. And if you got good quality, you get treatment in the water. That's the important part. You can do any, any kind of aquaculture that you can think of. That's why I am planning here to start like uh, working with the, the chim. Uh, just because I know from the very beginning how to work with it. From uh, reproduction, from uh, well up to uh, the the final product, even uh, the processing of the of the shrimp. So that's something that we can do. We counting on the equipment that is available today in the market. We are we have also uh, a lot of uh, places where we can uh, buy uh, specimens that are uh, disease free, guaranteed disease free, uh, and in order to keep that, that the animal healthy, all we have to do is to provide good quality water, uncontaminated water, and good feed, and a good biosecurity program. So we have, like, I say, we have the possibility now, really, to have in our hands all the aquatic species available for aquaculture that will be whatever we decide to do, and. Uh, work in any of those systems and if we use the technology that we have today we guarantee that everything is going to be uh profi- like prof- a good profitability for this so
0: thank you very much for sharing your wisdom danielle i learned quite a bit it's kind of a learning and relearning when I do this interview. So the biggest takeaway I have from our conversation was when you were talking about prevention is better than cure and intelligent equipment. So these are all (laughs) tools that we have now in the industry that we can definitely leverage in our operations. So how can they get in touch with you?
1: Oh, my phone number, it might be the easiest. Uh, Right now I have a a Montreal's number, Uh, but it's the one I want to use because I have a lot of contacts with that number my number is uh, a 514-608-4680 and yeah you can call me anytime there yeah i'll be glad to answer any questions that you may have
0: thank you very much again for your time today and he is also available on linkedin i think that's how we got in touch as well so get connected (laughs) with him as well if you need any help so Thank you again for your time today to our listeners. We'll see you next week. Remember, will you help build a home in the Philippines whenever we launch an episode? Thanks, Danielle. Thanks,
1: everyone. Uh, Thanks to you, Lord. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening, and I hope you are inspired from this episode. Do take a moment and share this with your friends and colleagues and rate and review the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, I'd love to know what your biggest takeaway from this conversation has been. What are you going to do differently? Please share your thoughts across social media and tag us. For links and show notes for this episode, visit our website, www.sustainableaquaculture.ca slash podcast. Thank you again. I hope you will join me on the next episode. And together, we can help create a better business in aquaculture.